It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You said a little bit of acting. Would you consider acting uh, um, if a part came along where it was a singer? I mean, it was a you know country singer, and they needed a character who could actually sing and and do the part. Would you consider that? Would you like to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I've always um, I've always liked acting as well. Like I, um, I yeah, I like entertaining. I've, I've never done any. Uh, musical theater but I did uh, you know some extra work and uh, some small film parts um, and I definitely would consider it um, I I think at this point in my life I found it's like so much of my energy has gone into music but definitely if the right opportunity came along I would love to um, just yeah just explore a different part of the entertainment industry and 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 work on that uh, that skill set a little bit more I want to welcome you to another episode of Media from the Heart. My name is Ruth Hill, and yes, I'm your host, and I am back. Welcome to 2023. Today, I have a very special episode, as always. My first musician, Melissa Indeen, is her name. And I really believe you're going to love this conversation. I know I always say that, but this is a really special one. She talks about motherhood. She talks about her dreams. She talks about her unusual connection to Johnny Cash and this girl man I tell you she's got it together beautiful young lady beautiful mother and one who is truly making a splash in the music world even as we speak so sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with Melissa and Dean here we go I want to welcome you to another episode of Media from the Heart. My name is Ruth Hill and I'm your host. And today I have, I know I always say I have a very special guest, but she is a very special guest and she's a musician. I just love that. Melissa and Dean, so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, virtually. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, well, isn't that, I'm so glad Zoom has just become like the way to do all these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know what we did before. It was a lot harder before, I know. And yeah, so, yeah, this one nice thing that came out of COVID is the ability to like work with people all over the world on your phone. <laughs> exactly, I love that too. Now, for those who may not be aware of who Melissa is, I wanted to just read a little bit about her to introduce her. Hailing from the interior of British Columbia, Melissa and Dean was raised in a family of professional musicians that included a grandfather who once toured with the legendary Johnny Cash. From the time that she was old enough to talk, Melissa and Dean was on stage making her first public appearance as a country vocalist at just eight years of age. Melissa released her first EP at just 18 years old as a part of the family band, the Endine Sisters, to immediate success. Melissa is an accomplished performer as well as a songwriter with an immediately recognizable and distinctive vocal style that carries enormous range and power, garnering frequent comparisons to Dolly Parton, Patty Griffin, and Tammy Wynette. And I agree with that. Your voice does sound very much like them. Today, today Melissa has achieved notable success and has worked with many prominent names in the industry. 
Up until 2015, Melissa was an active member of the Canadian music scene, where her prolific and eclectic songwriting style guarded the attention of many notable industry professionals. Her full-length indie jazz album, Authentic, topped Eastern Canadian Music Charts in 2009, and in 2013, she was selected as a finalist for the prestigious Peak Performance Project in BC. In 2014, Melissa further honed her songwriting skills by writing and releasing the six-track electronic EP Enlightened under the stage name of, is it Ela? Is that? Ela. Ela. Okay, thank you. Which is co-written and produced by several people. I won't go into all of their names. However, following this project, Melissa was forced to let her music career take a backseat in order to focus on adjusting to life as a new young mother. Early in 2022, we get to now, after a five-year hiatus from the music industry, Melissa went back to her roots as a country musician and re-entered the music scene with an unrestrained and unapologetic passion that is reflected in a collection of gut-wrenchingly honest and emotionally pure tracks that speak to the potential of neo-traditional and outlaw country. Within a few short weeks of re-entering the music industry, she was invited to studio by award-winning national producer Dean Miller. Her new EP set to be released later this year is that true still it's gonna be late still later this year we're we're doing it single by single okay. but we're gonna have more tracks coming out this year that's <laughs> yeah. good okay i just wanted to make sure um we'll feature a number of raw gritty and deeply vulnerable tracks that highlight the full extent of melissa's songwriting skills and will include the single release chill we're dirt a dark yet catchy song that pushes the boundaries of country music for a completely unique sound the highly anticipated EP will also include the feature track, God's Gonna, God's Gonna Cut You Down, a traditional American folk song made famous by Johnny Cash. All right. So, And also it says that that was recorded, that particular recording was recorded live at the world famous Cash Cabin Studios in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And you can be heard playing one of Cash's famous Martin guitars on that particular Yes. Song. That's pretty cool. Well, now I know that was a lot, and I'm, but I'm glad because... <laughs> Because the wonderful thing is, is a lot of my listeners, a lot of my viewers, when they tune in, they're going to say, who is this person? And this gives right. us, that gives us a really good understanding of who you are. Now, first of all, I want to say, I think it is amazing. You started young, you had all the success. And then the fact that you chose to say, okay, I'm a mother, I'm going to take a step back for, for a few years. Yes. That is amazing. And Melissa, I just want to commend you for that. I'm, I mean, I hope that- I hope you feel very supported. I, I, I mean, I think our our culture is more supported, but sometimes people still think, "What you took time off to be a mother?" No, but I think that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that, that was that yeah. was that, that was a good choice. And uh, I'm I'm a single mother, so I I totally I I understand where you're coming yes. from, and that's amazing. So and but then the great thing is you made the decision. So what is it that? Why did you decide now was the right time to come back? Um, well, when I first had my son, you know, I wanted to focus on just being present and being there for him. And it was a a big adjustment. And at that time, I really couldn't see like, how I could juggle the two. Um, So much now of the industry is touring based, if you want to have financial success as a musician, and I just couldn't see how that could work with the little one in tow. and, and I just really wanted to be there and kind of focus on him. Um, and then I actually had my second daughter in 2020 and I was really missing it and things were a bit more stable in my life at that point. And I thought, okay, I think I can make this work. I had a lot of support of family and friends and I wanted to re-enter in the industry in 2020. And then of course, we all know what happened in 2022 or sorry, 2020. Um, so I, I ended up kind of hitting the pause button on it for another couple of years. But I think what really prompted me to kind of re-enter it was I, I, it's just so much a part of my life. I mean, I I grew up, I was put on a stage at a really young age and I, I didn't really know who I was outside of music. And I found that um, our lives were just full of it anyways. You know, my son, I'd put him on a piano and we'd sit there and make up songs together from the time he was super little. And and I just really, I missed it. It's just such a passionate part of who I am. So I, I just wanted to go back to it. Yeah, I think the pandemic put a lot of things on hold for people. That was that yeah. it's like, we had all those plans. And then um, evidently, as they might say, the universe had other ideas. 
absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <It's> sure <did. laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, the pandemic definitely put things on hold. So I totally, I totally get that. But, um, but that's good that maybe in some ways the pandemic helped you to prepare so that when you came back, you were able to come back full force. Cause it seems like that's what you've done. Yeah. yeah I definitely, I, you know, I re-entered with a bit of a different mindset. You know, at first it was very much of, well, I'm just going to do this. It doesn't really matter if I have success in it or not, or if I'm, you know, I just wanted to write and create. And I felt like I had more songs in me that I had been writing and I really wanted to share with the world. Um, but I think, which is kind of true for any artist is pre-pandemic and part of it was probably also maturity on my part too. Um, but yeah, pre-pandemic, I had a lot of like self-doubt and kind of confusion in the direction I wanted to go as an artist. So I released things all over the place. And I think it part of it speaks to just how I write. Like I am a songwriter at my core. I like to write um, probably more than any other aspect of, uh, of the music industry. I love to write music. Um, and so I first, I didn't really have a clear sense of direction, but then once the pandemic hit, and then again, also like just maturity of style and sound. Um, yeah, I just found that it was a little bit easier to be honest uh, in my music and in my songs and not really hold back of what I was writing about or hold back who I was as an artist. I just felt more confident in it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, it's, it's amazing that, I mean, I've been it's like once you re, once you entered it, and I mean, I started seeing all these posts. I mean, I could not keep away from. I I kept seeing, and and it's like that it was like I was so glad when your when your PR company reached out to me because I was already thinking, I want this person on my podcast. You, oh, amazing! That's very cool. <laughs> you just I was I was intrigued very much, and I was like watching. Was like regularly. Like, okay, here she is. It's like, and I had to look up who you were, and because um, I live in Washington State. So oh, okay. terribly far, kind of this, it's kind of the Seattle yeah. area. And so I don't live too far from um, Vancouver. And so I've got lots of friends up there in Vancouver. And, and so, so um, you started at a very young age with music. Yeah. Of course, you came from a musical family. Um, what is your earliest music memory? If we go way back. Oh, my earliest musical memory. I, um, I definitely can remember. I think I was about three or four standing on the coffee table at my grandparents' house. And we had, I don't know who they were, but they had a bunch of guests over and everyone was sitting, drinking tea or, and, uh, my grandma saying, let's get up there and sing Dolly Parton. And so I remember standing on the coffee table singing, why'd you come in here looking like that by Dolly Parton? <laughs> so that's my earliest childhood memory <laughs> oh that's cute I can, oh boy three or four year old singing that song okay yeah <laughs> that's great though oh my oh well well what a cool first memory to have I, I mean I'm I'm also a musician that's actually what I went to school for was music and so so oh, amazing so, so yeah music, so music is one of those things that's that was, was always a part of my life growing up too. Um, I, I think my early, I mean, I think my earliest memory is, was singing the old rugged cross with my dad. And I was like, two like that. And so I had this yeah. and, I, and they used to have like a cassette recording of it. It was so funny. It was like, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's those days when we had cassettes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we had those, those little tape recorded machines. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. You, you get it. I know some people who are younger probably don't. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember making little radio shows on like a little tape recorder set recording it. And yeah. <laughs> oh, they were always so fun. I hear, oh my goodness. Um, so, um, so you were, you, you actually released your first album at the age of 18, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that was, so you were a part of the sisters act, like, like how, how many sisters are we talking here? Um, I have two, so I'm in the middle, and I had an uh, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Um, and so we grew up, you know, everyone in my family performed. My grandfather performed regularly as a musician, so we were, you know, encouraged from a very young age to do it. And uh, probably, 
Yeah, around the age of, I think my youngest sister was 10 and we joined something called the Kamloops Youth Performers and we did a lot of showcasing around, you know, we went to Calgary Stampede, Marymount Music Festival, just around the interior, different um, music events. So the three of us um, would sing together. And I remember as a, like I was probably 13 at the time and I was really not happy that we were known as the Endian Sisters. So there was a lot of really strange band names because I wanted to give us an edge. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Endian Sisters is what we were known as in in our little hometown. And uh, we did our little three-part harmonies and yeah, sang together. But uh, my other two sisters uh, did not choose to pursue a career. And so eventually it got to a point where I was like, come on, come on, like, let's do this. And they were like, no, Melissa, we don't want to. So then I ended up pursuing it on my own. There you go. So songwriting, you said, is something that's, of course, I mean, mm-hmm. we know you sing. And mm-hmm. um, also what instrument, you play guitar and what other instruments? Uh, I play guitar, piano. Um, I dabble on others, but I'm pro- fairly proficient on guitar and piano. Okay, that's good. And then you write songs as well. You said songwriting is something yeah. that you really, really love. So, so when did you, do you remember when you wrote your first song? I do. I mean, I, I wrote my first like decent song, probably when I was like, you know, around 18, 19, that I was confident to perform in public. But I do remember writing a song when I was about six, that was about some underwater octopus that I can't really remember, but it was probably quite bad. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, no, that's great, though. Um, So with, so with songwriting, do you have a process? I know, I know I've talked to many musicians. There's, there's all sorts of different processes when it comes to songwriting. Is there a certain way that you go about writing these songs? Sometimes. Um, I just actually started working with a producer here in Canada and uh, he is uh, a very well-established songwriter in Canada. And, um, as well as a producer. And so he's been kind of coaching me and mentoring me in the songwriting process. So it's, how I'm approaching it now is quite different from how I historically approached it. Um, so one of the things he actually said to me recently was like, tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You're standing in the shower, you get a burst of inspiration, you get a line, uh, and you go rush, you grab a guitar and you try and write a song around it. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, don't do that. Um, so he's kind of coaching me through like a different way uh, of writing that I'm having a bit of a hard time with because it is very much my process to you know, have a burst of inspiration and then try and write around it. Um, And then what ends up happening in that, within that process is that it either comes together for me anyways, it either comes together really quickly or it doesn't. And then the pieces that don't come together, if it's a song that doesn't come together quickly, I have now just started looking at ways to actually kind of look at it more strategically and give it a bit more structure and then work on it the same way I would have you know like maybe a university paper mm-hmm. which is really hard as an artist to do but I think it's it is I think it does show maturity in your in your songwriting to look at it more as like a craft as a skill that can be honed and there is natural creativity within it but it is hard because I think you're we're very conditioned um especially here in the west that creativity just is kind of this burst of inspiration and you know the the mad painter just splattering paint on a canvas and that it just comes like that but I think there's a lot more yeah like skill and development that comes behind it so I'm I'm trying to focus on that currently but it's uh it it does pull away from what my natural process would have been well but but I but I think you're right that does show maturity because I'm I'm also I'm not a songwriter but I'm a writer and I know it can be that thing of oh, I'm just going to write when I have a burst of energy, but inspiration, like all of a sudden, oh, I have this great idea. I'm going to sit down and write it. But as I've gotten older and I've learned that you actually discipline yourself and it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and write and I'm just going to write and I'm going to make sure that I get to this certain point before I stop rather than, okay, I don't feel like, you know, I wrote for 30 minutes done but but instead of no I'm gonna keep on pushing through there is something to be said for that so I think both have merit but that's great that you are pushing yourself to look at some other techniques because I think in the long run it's gonna make you even a better songwriter 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I'm definitely finding that already just in having a bit more of the structure and the discipline, you know, every morning kind of uh, working through exercises and steps to improve my craft. And I'm able to listen to songs in a bit of a different way, uh, probably similar to the way like now, as I'm sure as a writer, you read through literature and you're like, oh, this is what they did there, this technique. Whereas like just a consumer of that, of those artistic materials, you those are pieces that you wouldn't necessarily see. You're just like, oh, that was a really good book or that was a really good song. And um, I'm trying not to, to grapple too much with, well, this isn't, this is taking the joy out of listening for me, but it's not, it's not, I'm just learning to listen in a different way to things and, and learning to create in a different way. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I get it that, and that's really commendable. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, good that you're doing that because um, what I remember when I went, when I went, when I was doing voice, voice was my major and <laughs> And so I had that, all of the natural skill, all of that. Yes. And what I, but what I remember is that it was so easy to rely on that and not yes. time because it's, and, and I remember my professor saying, no, like if you do that, you're actually going to end up falling behind the people that maybe don't have the same natural skill, but they're committed and they keep working and they're yes. actually, yep. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so I see that similar principle. So, you know, that's good that you're doing that. And I really do commend you for that. You know, good, Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Um, so how are you working this with, so you, you've got two little ones. Yes. All this. Uh, how are you making that work? Um, sometimes with great difficulty, <laughs> um, but I thankfully have a very good co-parenting relationship with other parents. And so we do, um, we don't have, I would say a, a traditional co-parenting relationship in that, you know, we don't do one week on one week off. We're typically at each other's houses every day and we kind of, we spend Christmases and Thanksgivings and holidays together in that sense. So, but uh, because it, it's almost uh, having that separation um, has made it a bit easier because I do have time in a day that I wouldn't necessarily have had. And and my kids are uh, both in, uh, my oldest is in grade one and my youngest is in, in preschool. So I have a little bit of time during the day, but it has uh, definitely posed some challenges. This summer, I um, did a tour of the of Vancouver Island. Um, and so obviously, uh, I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't gonna just not have my kids with me. So I did bring them with me to a number of my shows, which was all sorts of interesting. Um, but I'm grateful I have a lot of uh, family support. And so for a couple of them, my dad actually came with us. Um, yeah, so it was like this weird little family road trip when we all just went. And yeah, so it's, I've had to get very creative in how I uh, structure it around them, but um, but it's been really positive so far. And I think it's been really cool for them to see that just like a different way of that, you know, a different way that you can have a career and uh, as an adult. So exactly. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's great. Um, it's, it's good to hear that you have all that support. I think that makes a big difference because yes. Yeah. Because I would, I wouldn't have made it without a single, being a single mom. I would not have made it without all the family support, all the friend support. All yes, it's it's not it's 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 always a challenge uh, raising a child, especially in this day and age. But oh, you have yes. no support. I don't know. I mean, I sometimes hear about you know these 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 uh, parents that are like completely on their own and have no support. I have no idea how they do it. I mean, I no. Yeah, even with, you know, the family support and with a good co-parenting relationship, it's, it is not the same heart. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So, wow. Well, well, you, my goodness, you have accomplished so much. I mean, I see, you know, it's great about your music career, but in so many ways, I'm, I'm more in awe of how you're managing, you know, you're, you've got your music career, you've got your, you know, you're, you're a mom and you're a committed mom. There's no doubt about that. And, Thank you. and then also, it just seems like you have such a positive spirit that just comes across and, oh, you, thank you. and, and so, so you also were evidently taking care of yourself. You're not, you know, it'd be very easy in your position 
we, we, you know, we hear the stories of people who, you know, they, they are in music or they're in the arts and then they don't take care of themselves and they just fall apart. And so it seems yeah. like you are prioritizing taking care of yourself as well. Yes. And I think that has definitely come out of not taking care of myself and falling apart and really recognizing that, and really as a mom, especially that, um, you can't give to anyone if you are falling apart yourself and you're empty inside. So it's, it's again, just like kind of sitting down and creating a song is like discipline and structure. Um, and same with, you know, uh, you know, the music, the music industry in general, right. It's, I found that I almost have to be as disciplined with self-care, um, which is really hard because I think at my core, I, do tend to be a little bit of a workaholic and I am a, definitely a perfectionist and I set really high standards for myself as a parent and as an artist. Um, and I definitely have had moments where I crash and burn because I'm setting these really high standards in all these areas of my life that I just can't hold. Um, so it's been a, it's definitely been a learning process of, okay, you recognizing the warning signs of like, you're pushing yourself too hard. Now it's time to do those self-care things and um which doesn't come easily i think definitely for single moms it's not our it's not first nature that's for sure so um but yeah i'm i'm definitely uh getting to a space where i recognize and i'm proficient in it now <laughs> hey that's good no melissa i mean you are speaking my language i mean it's like honestly i listen to so everything you're saying, it's like, oh yeah, I relate to that totally. Yeah, I relate to that. The whole thing about workaholic, pushing myself too much, yeah. <laughs> not taking care of myself. I mean, all, I mean, all those things. But but uh, I have learned just like what you're saying. You have to take time for yourself. Yes. Yeah. I, I think we get to that point, like you're saying, you don't take care of yourself, and you see what happens, and all of a sudden, it's like you realize, okay, I. Yeah living like this this is not sustainable i have to do something different so that i prioritize taking care of myself so um that's absolutely yeah and and i can honestly see it in you i mean i can see that what you're doing is definitely working for you i'm not going to say it's perfect you know it's probably not perfect all the time yeah <laughs> because we're humans and we make mistakes but i can certainly tell that just even the way you carry yourself the way that you speak and just that energy that you give off is is oh thank you it really it, it really comes across so um so i just wanted to say that and you know because i because i believe that you know that i i am very I'm one who likes to be very positive and encouraging and so i have it so i will i, I say those, those things when i genuinely see them and i do so thank you very much yeah <laughs> So, well, you're welcome. I'm I'm very glad to have you here. It is such a joy. Um, I do want to touch on the Johnny Cash connection that, sure. uh, that you have, because of course, I mean Johnny Cash. That's he's he was an icon country music. I mean, of yes, yeah. you know country music. Even all these years after after his passing, he is still an icon. And yeah. so you had a grandfather who toured with him. Is that correct? Yeah, so my grandfather was in a band called the Thompson Valley Boys. And, uh, you know, I think it was kind of early days, like Johnny Cash was just getting established. And so uh, they were the opening band for him um, on a number of uh, shows. And uh, the our little family claim to fame was that uh, Grandpa's band was actually offered a record deal with um, the same label he was on, which I think was Sun Records at the time. And they turned it down. Um, because, you know, and I, I did ask my grandfather once, why, like, why did you, why did you do that? Because of course we all know what, you know, all the artists that were on that label and, uh, it just could have changed the course of, of his life. But, um, and he was a very, very humble man. And he just said, well, you know, I had your dad and your aunt and they were little and, you know, so-and-so in the band, he was really, uh, busy on his farm because they were a farm band, you know, they're small town farm bands. Um. And so he just, you know, he prioritized different things. Um, but that story did, it, you know, it really motivated me to reenter the music industry as well, because he actually passed uh, this April, he passed away from COVID. And, uh, and I just kind of 
uh, and I know he didn't have any regrets at all. Um, but I just kind of had a moment of like, well, you know, grandpa, you know, he chose to, to prioritize his, his family over a career, but you know, which is, I think was the right thing for him to do. But I was like, if, if there was a way to do both, and then you could give your kids that example as well. Like, I wonder if I could, if, if I could do both, maybe I should try. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and you've, I was just listening to, um, right before we talked here, listening to, uh, um, Folsom prison to your, yeah. <laughs> your cover of Folsom prison. And I, I want to say how cool it is that you as a female country artist it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus made the decision to cover that song because that is usually almost exclusively covered by men like, yes like that's just not a song that you don't automatically think well i'm a female and i'm gonna sing johnny i'm gonna sing Folsom prison it's it's but <laughs> but you made it work and it, and, it, and it fits your voice so well and it was such a good tribute to the original so thank um, you so yeah what, i go ahead, go ahead i think yeah i a uh, part of I, the the country music industry and the music industry in, in a lot of ways in general is very much and currently and historically dominated by men. I, I read an article uh, that came out just a couple of years ago that was looking at country music charts. And I think only 16% of charting artists were women. Um, and in the past five years, there hadn't been a single female country music entertainer who'd been nominated for um, entertainer of the year. Uh, and I've always just loved Johnny Cash. I've loved the, like his image and just the, the core and the essence of who he was really came through his music and um, spending time in Cash Cabin Studios. You could see that his presence was just kind of everywhere. And I, I've always felt just kind of an affinity with that. I really, um, and I think that's why he's so popular. So many people really recognize that kind of internal, deep spiritual struggle. And, and that really resonated for me. Um, and I just loved the song Folsom Prison. And I think there was a little bit of rebellion, too, of like, well, why can't I? Like, you know, there's so much that tells us in the industry that, you know, women can't do this. You're not young enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not blah, blah, blah enough. And I think that's a message we get as women all the time. And so there was definitely a little bit of like, yeah female rebellion that was like well I love that song why can't I so I was like and, and then of course the perfectionist tendency and I'm like well if I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do it at Cash Cabin Studio there you go no that's great um well I think you, I think you did a great job I I think that and I, and I think that although you sound you do have those elements I can see where it being compared to Dolly Parton Tammy Wynette though that kind of but I also believe you are definitely um honing your you know, your your style so that it's like you sound like Melissa Indeen you don't just Thank sound, you. you don't just sound like um these other famous countries stars. I mean, I mean, I know that they always want to make the comparison because of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're not as well known, but I think you definitely are honing your style. So, you know, you thank know. you. Yeah. Um, Trying. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, and of course it's a process because it would not yeah. surprise me for, uh, you know, for it to be years from now, and you know, as you continue on, that you you might sound completely different. You know, five years from now, you might sound very much different than you do now. Not maybe not completely yeah. different, but you're yeah. going to 
continue to hone that style. And so, yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, Paula, I bet you have some questions. So let me bring Paula yeah. on here. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I always start with saying that I'm not, because uh, we've interviewed, uh, Ruth has interviewed directors and actors, and you know, you're the first, I think, the first singer that, you know, just homing on singing. Others act and they sing and stuff okay. like that. So I always try, I'm not from your world. I'm not from Ruth's world. I'm just looking in. And I like to know about the ins, the making of of how you, you know, how you came about. Um, you said you started very young. Yes. Were you traveling with your family, not only just your sisters, but like, did your mother and father sing? Um, my dad always says it skipped a generation for him, Okay, <laughs> um, but it's interesting because we grew up with, uh, very close to my dad's side of the family. And that was my paternal grandfather who, uh, uh, opened for Johnny Cash and was very musical. Um, and then interestingly, my mom, she had never known her real dad growing up. Um, but she was also very musical. So she loved playing piano. She always sang in a number of choirs in town. Um, so she very much encouraged that in us as well, um, because she was quite passionate about it. And then I think when I was in my late teens, maybe 20, um, we actually found her biological dad. And it turned out that he was a professional jazz musician and his dad was a professional touring musician and had his own television show. Um, so and then when we found that out, it was it was very much the um, yeah, this kind of like family musical event. So my mom um, was part of uh, Sweet Adeline's. Uh, I think I'm saying that correctly. So she actually would travel and do a number of competitions with her show choir and things like that. So it was definitely. Um, yeah, it was just like a very much a family affair for for uh, on both sides. So so were you were you raised with like a typical um um education like you went to a regular high school a regular grade school or were you like homeschooled or um I, work yeah so I I went to elementary school normally and then in my um in my high school like in my early teen years when I started getting more into um traveling as my own career as a musician and things like that um I did, I did do a bit of online schooling, um, but I, you know, we just, we did in between of when I would be in school. Interestingly, I never told anybody that I was in high school with, like, you know, I was a typical teenager. I just kind of, I was, you know, awkward and didn't want to stand out too much, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, we went to regular school and everything like that, but uh, would definitely take time off to go uh, do shows and things like that as they came up. Did you have to, like, when we go to school, you have to choose a career, choose a path. Did you have yeah. to choose in high school? I mean, were, were you always going towards the music? Were you in, like, musicals in school? Or did you go into business or, you know, th th that type of thing? Um, well, I interestingly, I always, uh, I remember from the age of six, knowing I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a musician. I think it was hard to even think of anything else when all the family around me was that was what people were were doing. Um, I remember watching the Grand Old Opry with my grandparents when I was little and being like, I want to do that. Um, and then when I got to high school, um, I definitely uh, knew that that's what I wanted to do as a career. Um, but interestingly enough, I did take a guitar class. There had a number of music classes that you could take. And I actually like got a really terrible grade in the guitar oh. class. And my teacher actually was just like, yeah, you know, you just probably this isn't for you. Um, but uh, because at the time I was very focused on singing, like I wanted to develop my skills as a singer. And then I think after that class too, I got very motivated to, to get better at the guitar so that I could have an instrument. I was probably also because he told me I wasn't good enough at it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't do too much within my high school because I think I was just the path that I was taking in terms of music was different than what could be offered by my high school. Like they had band, but band was, you know, classical music and, um, you know, more, uh, you know, orchestral instruments. Um, 
but I did attend a program for a, a number of years um, that was a, a, it was a school of music. So I attended, a, it was called the Kamloops Interior School of Music. Um, and so they did a lot more like vocal coaching and, uh, uh, you know, yeah, just, I think it was mostly vocal coaching, but choir and different musical classes and things like that. So I did that for a couple of years and, um, and then just kind of branched out and did my own thing. Was there, was there in that schooling, was there, um, other than just the country music, did you have to do like classical or, I mean, opera or uh, that type also? Yeah, so they actually, I got a lot of a vo uh, vocal training in jazz, uh, okay. jazz vocals. So um, I would go and they'd have like the big orchestra of the jazz songs and I would be the vocalist and and sing for shows and stuff like that around the around the city and yeah and I, I actually I loved singing jazz um but my heart was always in kind of in country music which there isn't a lot of kind of traditional coaching in country music which is I think why I loved it so much because it was so raw of a of a genre I might have wrote it down wrong but um was it I I indie jazz is that what is that what you said I don't know what that is um yeah so we called it indie jazz because it wasn't uh it wasn't a traditional jazz album it was kind of a mix of you know it had elements of kind of a Nora Jones sound um but then also a lot of elements of just kind of independent music which I think is just kind of a catch-all um, these days for music that doesn't fit with quite within a commercial framework <laughs> Yeah. Um, when, when you were traveling with your sisters, um, yeah. uh, you were still young. So did, did your mom, I mean, who encouraged you guys or how did you get started saying, okay, we're going to travel. We're going to, uh, um, and, and same thing with schooling. I always worry about the kids, you know, getting yeah. the schooling in while you're traveling or was it just certain weekends or was it during school time too, or how does it work? Sometimes it was, a lot of it was during the summer months. So we were off school. A lot of it was on weekends. The odd time we would have things happen during the school week. Um, my mom's a teacher, so that was definitely helpful. So I definitely did a homeschool program at one point in my teen years um, that my mom was the teacher of. But it was more um, when we, when I started doing it seriously in my teen years, and I was doing some other things at the time too, I was with them. Um, an acting agency so I would go and do you know different gigs for that um within that agency but it was definitely like I would I would push really hard and it was like I'm all, I would almost have to beg my parents I was like please you know let me do this and um uh so my dad would definitely like he would often drive us to these different events and things like that but um I think having my mom who was a teacher was uh it was definitely helpful because she always was very much, which I, I resented, but now also appreciate was she was like, you have to have a plan B, like music is great, do it, have have your career, but you, you need an education. So I did end up uh, staying in school and, and getting uh, my bachelor's degree in psychology. I was going to ask that because most every father or mother says you have to have a backup plan. <laughs> yes, yes. So you did go, you did have other uh, another field to go, go into yes yes and I think that was helpful for me re-entering the music industry um because I knew that if it didn't succeed I have something to fall back on I'll be able to support my kids I work at, like I have um I can work as a counselor um so I worked as a child and youth counselor while I was raising my son when he was really little um so I, I'm thankful that I have that and also my mom was just really great at instilling that no matter what education is, it's never a waste. You And it's something that can't be taken away from you. Um, whereas, you know, the music industry is kind of a fickle lover. You know, you it's a lot of this. It's up, it's down. Um, you know, it's whatever the flavor, it can be whatever the flavor of the week is. And it takes a lot of work. And um, I was talking to, um, I had an email from Steve Buckingham, who's Dolly Parton's uh, one of her producers and and he was he he described it in a really wonderful way he said 
um, very few people, I think how he said it was very few people get through the eye of the needle um, to make a lasting career in it. And obviously that's what uh, we're all working for and we're all striving for. Um, but I think it is good to, to know that there is a safety net, especially as a single mom. Like I wanted to make sure I had a safety net um, for my kids just, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you said a, a little bit of acting, would you consider acting uh, um, if a part came along where it was a singer? I mean, it was a, you know, country singer and they needed a character who could actually sing and, and do the part. Would you consider that? Would you like to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I've always, um, I've always liked acting as well. Like, I, um, I, yeah, I like entertaining. I've, I've never done any um, musical theater, but I did, uh, you know, some extra work and, uh, some small film parts. Um, and I definitely would consider it. Um, I, I think at this point in my life, I found it's like so much of my energy has gone into music, but definitely if the right opportunity came along, I would love to, um, just, yeah, just explore a different part of the entertainment industry and, and, and work on that, uh, that skill set a little bit more. I always at the, at the end when we're uh, interviewing uh, the actors or whatever, I always ask them, like, um, if you were making a classic movie, what would the movie be? But for you, being a singer, if you could portrait, if you could act as one famous woman singer, who would that be? Loretta Lynn. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. <laughs> okay. Definitely Loretta Lynn. She's, yeah. I mean, I love Dolly Parton too, um, but um, I've, yeah, I've always really admired uh, Loretta Lynn's life and her career path and just, yeah, just how unapologetically trailblazing she was. And um, yeah, and just, she was so authentically herself. You know, I think most, a lot of people when we enter the industry, um, you know, we approach a lot of people you do, you approach it as a business and, um, you know, create a brand. But I think what made Loretta Lynn so unique is she just went and was herself and she was, you know, like so unapologetic about it. And I just, I've really admired her career and what she did for country music. So if they ever made a movie about her and they needed an actress, I would, I would <laughs> no, <that>. sign <laughs> me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered because I don't know because you're in Canada I'm here mm -hmm. in the states um, did you ever consider going down into like Dollywood area or Memphis or Nashville have you have you thought of of um, venturing yeah definitely I spent some time in Nashville when I was recording the Johnny Cash songs um and I actually was I had planned to, to go back down this, this month actually to do another Nashville trip but um I think I'm gonna actually postpone it because I have to do a music video here uh during the same time frame so I'll be I think I might push it to maybe the new year um so that I can finish up uh, this project, but, um, yeah, I definitely would like to get back down to Nashville and spend a bit more time down there, just, uh, in the music circuit performing and uh, getting my name uh, a little bit more established in that area for sure. Is, uh, you mentioned music video. Is this your first one that you're doing or have you done others? Um, I've done others in the past, um, with different projects. So this is my first, uh, music video in since coming back so it's my first video since I think the last one I did was in 2016 um, and that was for kind of a electronic dance project under the stage name of Ayla so this will be my first one for this project um, and it's going to be a music video for the single that I just released of Till We're Dirt um, so I'm really excited about it it's got kind of like a really um, unique storyline and I think uh, I found a really great film company here in BC that we're working together to get it uh, to get it done and he the 
uh, director had some really great ideas of how to make the story come to life. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, this this is new the, about the video. So how does that process go? Did you look for them or did you, you have their song? Did you look for someone to do it or did someone come to you and say, hey, I think that should be in a video? Um, so I had the song recorded and released and I knew that uh, I wanted to do a music video for it. Um, and then I actually was lucky enough to receive some uh, grant funding through uh, uh, created, uh, Creative BC, which is a, uh, it's a program in British Columbia that funds the arts. Um, so I, I kind of scouted out a number of film companies um, and entered into talks with Mastermind Studios, which is a, it's, I think it's the only uh, major film studio outside of kind of, you know, Hollywood North in British Columbia. Um, and he, I just really resonated, like the director was great. Uh, what he said really resonated with me just on a personal level. Um, and so I had actually already developed the storyline of um, what I thought would be a, the video. Um, and then Creative BC was like, you know, we love this. We're going to fully fund it. Um, just find the right film company. So <laughs> how, how do you, cause it's almost like a writing a book. How did you develop? I mean, in your mind, you already knew that, okay, these are the words. This is what I want to do. I want to be by a river. I want to be by a mountain. I mean, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you do that? Or did it just fall in place? Um, it was one where I, when I had written the song, it, it definitely has a storyline to it. And so I had images in my head and then I, I was listening to the song, trying to come up with an idea. And it definitely was one of those moments where the story just kind of came to me pretty much fully formed. Um, and then it took, you know, a couple uh, weeks of like sitting down and writing and rewriting kind of a script for it and a, and a video treatment, um, which probably will get tweaked a little bit more as we actually sit down and filming because it's it's a little bit complex um, in terms of, of the imagery and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it definitely came to me quite quickly of how I wanted that story to play out. Now you said you, you your little one, um, uh, are you encouraging him to to want to sing or to want to play an instrument? I mean, um, you're, you're not a stage mom. I mean, you're yeah. you live that life. Yes, you, you would let them just go on their own, or if they c approach you and say, you know, how do we do this or whatever, would you ever think of singing with them or making a video with them or? Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's funny, um, my son definitely came out very, very, very musical. And I always said, I was like, I don't want him to be a musician because I love it. I absolutely love it. But like I said before, I feel like the mus a music career can be a bit of a fickle lover. And it's um, there's definitely easier career paths that are out there. But my son is very naturally gifted. He has just perfect pitch when he sings. He goes and picks out things on the piano. Um, but I've always been, he's six, uh, six and a half now. Um, and I've always been very much like, I don't want to push it on him. Um, first and foremost, because I can see that it creating and singing brings him so much joy. And I don't want to I don't want to destroy that for him. So regardless of whether he, if he pursues a career in it or not, is I, as long as he's happy, it doesn't matter to me whatsoever. Um, but it, I don't want it to take away just that gift that uh, music can be for someone in, in healing and uh, creating, even if he never does anything more than it's just for him at home. So I have a piano and I have a keyboard and guitars and I just kind of let them have free reign if they want to play they can if they ask me hey mom can you show he asked the other day mom can you show me how to play uh Hedwig song which is the Harry Potter theme so I sat down mm -hmm. and I showed him but I try and keep it really short and really fun there's no pressure behind it he did ask to do keyboard lessons and so I said okay we'll try and he went to one and he was like I really didn't like that and I was like okay and I could see halfway through he wasn't having a good time so I just said okay we'll finish the finish the class but you don't have to go back. So I just try and make it it's very self-directed for them because I think as somebody who is very passionate about it, it's very easy for us to 
see a natural talent in our child and go, oh my gosh, I can give you all these opportunities and I can guide you and you can have, but I'm like, I try to be cognizant of the fact that he needs to be self-directing if that's the path that he wants to choose. Otherwise it takes the joy out of it. Yeah. I want to just thank you so much. This has been very interesting because I had no idea what I was going to ask or whatever, because we've never had a musician on. And I was told Ruth before you came on, I was quite worried, but this has been so much fun and so very interesting. And I thank you for participating. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thank thank you so much for the thoughtful questions. It's been really awesome to chat with you. you. Paula, you did a great job. You don't have anything. Yeah, no, that was amazing. I mean, she is, she truly is um, amazing. I, I, I kind of call her my, my, my unofficial co-host because she really, <laughs> really kind of is. She does such a good job of just asking these questions that I was kind of going to ask that question or I thought about it, but she asked it a different way. Because, and that's, and that's something I really, I, I really love about this format is, is I can have other people come on and ask some of these questions that maybe I hadn't thought of. So, um, yeah. So if you could collaborate with a dream collaboration on a project, who would you pick? Dolly Parton. Okay. <laughs> right. I definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a lot of female country singers' dreams because she is, yeah, she's the queen. Um, I, I definitely prior to Loretta Lynn passing away, I probably would have said Loretta Lynn as well. Um, so it broke my heart a little bit, but, um, and she's just, yeah, she's just such an icon, but definitely Dolly Parton um, would be just so cool to to do a duet with her. And, and as a songwriter, I really admire her. And then the other songwriter that I would love to do, like just sit and co-write with would be Patty Griffin. She's incredible, an incredible songwriter. So now have you, I, I know I have a lot of Canadian musician friends who have had music featured in television and film. Is that something that you are thinking about pursuing? Have you looked into that possibility? Yeah, so I uh, have a small uh, independent label that I'm signed to here in Canada. So we're looking at trying to find the right placement for the tracks as they come out. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, there's something that gets picked up if it fits well with the with the series or with that episode. That uh, so I'm hoping that that's something that could be coming down the pipe. So we'll just I guess we'll just have to see. Cool. Yeah, it's because I know that a lot of my friends up there have had music like featured and Hallmark. I'm I'm in I'm I've got a lot of connections with Hallmark. And so. Yes. So that's that's actually why why I start, first started reaching out to musicians many years ago is that uh, their music started appearing in Hallmark and so, but but oh, now there's it. there's so many series that are shot up in Vancouver. So yes, many, I mean I mean it just blows my mind. Can it, well, and then you've and then you've got Ontario picking up. I mean all there's just so much out there. Canada the the mute the the film and TV scene is just like blowing up like. Yes, yes. And so, well, good luck to you on that because it, uh, we'd love to have your music as you would, but you know, definitely we'll be, we'll be hoping that in the new year, we hear your music featured um, on a series or a movie or something that'd be really cool. I hope that works. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, Melissa, I have so enjoyed getting to chat with you. It's been um, a joy. You've shared so much. And um, I, I think that it's, it's been neat to hear you share so many things. It's like, yep, I know right what you're talking about. It's like, that's, that's always neat when that happens. And so, yeah. so, so this has been a joy. Um, I thank you for your time. And of course, Paula, if you'd like to, you, you, you were the one that came on. And so if you want to express your appreciation to her, feel free. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I speeded home from Buffalo. <laughs> Oh, I was an hour away and I didn't want to miss it. So I, wow. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did make it. And thank you again very much. Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you both for having me. This has been, it's amazing. It was wonderful to chat to you both. And I, I so appreciate it. It's, it's, it's great to sit down and talk to people about your craft. Cause I think sometimes as an artist, you just, you're, you never know, especially with online. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's listening or not. So yeah. it's been great. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Well, I was my, my honor for sure. And thanks for being here and uh, have a, have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Thanks very much. All nice right. to meet you both. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a joy it is to be back. And Melissa is just the perfect person to bring us all back into 2023. I really do hope that you enjoyed listening to her give her story. I really am so thrilled to be back. I've missed you guys. Lots more excitement coming up. If you liked this episode, please let me know about it. I'm always open to your suggestions, your comments, matter whether you liked it, whether you didn't, let me know how I could improve. And if you did like it, it'd be a joy and honor if you would go and follow me on Apple Podcasts and uh, review it for me. That'd be awesome. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'd be great. Also, if you would give me a thumbs up, subscribe. I'm doing some great things are coming up. Um, so... We're kicking off 2023. I know we're into February, but we're kicking off 2023 with a bang. And I am so excited. Many, many more episodes to bring. So please join my Facebook group also, because there are going to be new episodes being recorded very soon. So thank you so much for your support, your kindness. And I look forward to seeing you on a future episode of Media from the Heart. God bless.